sales and selling, selling your ideas without actually selling influence and a call to action. Our guest today is going to tell us all about it on the HR and Leadership Spotlight Show today. John Talheimer, returning guest. Welcome to the show. Oh, I'm glad to be here again, Chuck. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you back because you're now an official author, aren't you? I am. I finally made it into the ranks of official author. I wrote a book last year. It came out called The Truth About Selling. And I'm excited to share some lessons that I learned along my journey to get where I am today. Fantastic. And I want to hear all about the truth about selling. But before we do, did you bring anything for us today? And what is it? And why is it significant? I brought my mug. So every summer, my family goes up to a place called Rocky Walled and Deep Haven Camps up in New Hampshire. Uh, and it's a wonderful kind of resort place. They call it um, champagne in a tin cup because it's very rustic, but very has very many, a lot of amenities. So always a great place. We've been thinking about going back there this summer. So we're excited. Awesome. So you're an outdoor person then. Yes, I love getting outdoor. We get to go hiking, sailing, swimming, canoeing, all that kind of stuff. Fantastic. And so we know that about John right now. But you know, before we get into the book, I, I really want to tell our listeners and our viewers exactly who you are. Uh, bring us back up to speed. I, I know you you were with us a couple of months ago, maybe about a year or so ago. But let's talk about who John Talheimer is, what you're all about, what you do. And then I want to get into the, the book. Okay, yeah. So it's interesting because I, I think what you're asking is like, what's your journey to get here? And I think we all have that journey to get to where we are. Um, and so I think about my journey and my journey has been, I, I love it, right? Because my journey has been like, okay, well, I'm over here one day. So I worked in theater. I did theater production. I did production management, set design, lighting design. Uh, worked in entertainment for a while. I worked in retail. I worked in manufacturing. I did all these different things. Uh, and about five years ago, I had the chance to start my own business. Moved to Nashville, Tennessee. And I said, you know what? I'm going to start my own business. And I really started out thinking about, okay, how can I help individual managers be better at their job? And I really focus on that phrase, being better being a better coworker, being a better manager, being a better leader. How do we do that? How do we get better? And so really my focus right now is working with frontline leaders, uh, middle tier managers, and trying to get them to be better. And along that path, I started realizing that there's this real clear connection between the human resources department and the role the manager plays, right? And there's kind of that Venn diagram of, you HRs over here, managers over here. And I started realizing that there's so much connections. And that's kind of how you and I met, right? You brought that HR and I was talking about management and we started kind of going, hey, these, there's a lot of connections here. Okay. All right. So what prompted you to write a book about selling? I mean, I love the idea of just the general concept, first of all, of, of, of saying, you know what, how can we be better? In, in all these different facets, in all these different areas of a company, if everyone can be just a little better, that elevates, you know, the, the, the company, the organization, let's say. 
So I love that concept. But we're talking about sales today and the truth about selling. So where does that all come in? Together? But how does that all connect, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and so the story behind the story is that I had a client reach out to me and said, John, uh, we know you're really good at bringing people together. You're really good at influencing people and getting sales for our company. Could you do a presentation for all the other people that are in that role? And I said, sure, I would love to. I would love to do that. And so this was probably January of 2020, right? And we know what happened in March of 2020. And so they reached out to me and I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe I want to sit down and I want to kind of write this out. I want to write it out and try to figure out what do I want to say? What, what influence as a, as a business owner, what influence, what selling techniques have I used to get where I am at? And so I started writing this story about this gentleman who goes to the market, right? And so in this case, it's a what I call the international business market. But think about our businesses. All of our businesses have a market that we play in. Um, and so I started writing about that person going there. And at first, his sales weren't great, right? Kind of the same as my story, right? The sales weren't great. I wasn't making a lot of money. I had this great business idea, but no one was coming to my door. No one was knocking down my door. Mm -hmm. And so as I was getting into that, and so I started writing that story and I realized that there was a book in it, right? And so the, the reason I ended up writing the book, because I just felt like it, it was a message that needed to be heard. It was a message for those individuals that are always trying to present their ideas and have their ideas influence somebody else. And how do we do that so we can get people listening to us? Okay. And you know what? For the folks that are listening right now, the truth about selling, and they're, they may be sitting there thinking, ah, another sales book on how to sell, how to sell. And it's not. You see, what I love about your book uh, is that it's two books in one, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, the first part, folks, it's a story. It's a parable. It's a actually a, an engaging story. Like I'm reading it thinking, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? So it's a fictional story the way John just described it. And then when you finish the story with the lesson in it, there's a whole other section of the book on how uh, basically breaking down what happened in that parable, that story, that first half of the book, and how to put that to use. Am I am I capturing all that? Yeah, and am I'm I, giving I, yeah. too much away. <laughs> no, well, you're not giving too much away. I, I think I th when I wrote the book, I was very aware that there's hundreds of books on how to sell, right? There's hundreds of books and everyone has their favorites and that kind of stuff. And I wanted to make it engaging. I wanted to make it so you start reading it. And so I went back to uh, one of my favorite books called The One Minute Manager. Right. And so the one minute manager is a fable. It's a parable on how to manage. And that's all it is. And then another book that I looked at was the five dysfunctions of a team. And it's the same thing. Right. It's a story about that kind of stuff to give you insights. And so that's how I started writing it. But when I finished writing the short story, I was like, I feel like I need more. I feel like as a reader, I want more. Um, and so I said, you know what? Let me write the how to guide as the second part of the book. And in that second part, I ask questions of the reader. 
And I say, hey, these are the things you should do. Here's the test that you should figure out. How, how do you answer these questions? Because if you can't answer those questions, you're not going to be able to sell, right? You're not going to be able to influence people. And so I started asking those questions. So it really gives you not only is it the story, right? The engaging fable to kind of get you involved, but it also gives you really a workbook where you can follow along. Okay, I read this. I know what he's saying. Now here's the things I need to implement to make that happen. I, I, tell, I say this in a lot of my classes and my seminars that I'm teaching, that knowledge is wonderful, right? We all, we're there, we go to seminars, we go to workshops to get our knowledge. But that knowledge is completely useless unless we take actions the next day, right? And so if people are not taking action, so I wanted, people, I wanted to give people like clear actions that they can take to go, okay, now I know what to do. This is what I'm gonna do. This is how I'm gonna change my technique or my approach to people. Right. And so going into that first part of the book, um, and, and I'd love to share a little, a uh, little bit more of a synopsis, uh, of, as to what engaged me. And I know you talked a little bit about it, but it's, it's, uh, we're, we're making biscuits, right? It's it, the whole idea is to make the biscuits folks. You got to read the book to find out what a little more of what that means, but what is making the biscuits have to do with selling and how does that tie into influence? Yeah. And it's interesting, right? And so this is a real life story, a real total real life story that I put into the book, kind of fictionalize it. Um, but for one Christmas, I got my wife biscuit making classes. We're down in the South. We're like, we need to know how to make biscuits. We live in the South. And so we went to this class and I didn't think I was going to go. I figured she'd invite one of her friends. She's like, come on, John, why don't you come? So I went, right? And so I'm sitting there and this woman was telling us how to make biscuits, right? And she was just telling us how to make biscuits and giving us the recipe. And biscuits are really simple to make in terms of there's only three ingredients, right? And so if you think about sales and you think about the golden triangle of marketing where there's um, your message, your medium, your audience, right? All that stuff is really simple. But as she went on and described, okay, well, you need to be doing this. And this is the little thing you need. And you need this special flower. And as she went on, I started realizing that she was selling to us without selling to us. Mm -hmm. She was influencing our actions based on how she was describing how to make biscuits. And I really took that away. And at the end of the class, I just walked away. And I said to my wife, as we walked out the door, I said, do you realize just what happened? And she's like, no, we learned how to make biscuits. And I said, yes, but she was selling the whole time. Now, what I don't know was, was that purposeful? Was she doing that on purpose? Or was that just because of her, her facilitation skills? That's just what she did normally. But I took it as a lesson for me. And I said, well, how can I apply that to what I'm doing in my business? And I started taking the lessons. And you can read it about it in the book. I started taking those lessons and going, oh, if I do this, I'm going to get more people interested in my product. Or if I demonstrate my product in such a way, people are going to be like, oh, I can get that in there, right? And so really that lesson, that, that, that really that first book, and that is the pivotal moment, really, that biscuit making. Um, but it was really from real honesty, real, real truth of what happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. You know, I have a, um, a, a friend that does craft cocktails and I, she does it on, I don't know, TikTok or YouTube or whatever. She's, 
she she makes all these cocktails and she demonstrates how to do these things and i she wants to know how to have sales in that and i thought about your book and i said well you could do these craft cocktails but what about having uh she uses gin i think her gin so private label gin safe have folks if you want the best cocktail try kathy's gin and kathy's uh little mixers i said and next thing you know you're demonstrating how to make cocktails using your products right they could buy whatever products they want but i want it perfect like kathy i want it perfect like like john yeah. I want a perfect. What's the name of your character in the book? Johnny. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, I mean, again, right. We're, I mean, we're really talking about that product, right? But I think when we're thinking about it, it's not just products, right? It's about how do we sell our services? How do we sell our ideas? So if we're in a corporation, right, we probably don't have a product to sell to our boss. But we do have ideas to sell to our boss. And so how do we do that? How do we bring that across? And really, what I try to get across in the book is you got to do your research. You got to think about who is that person that I need to believe in my idea. It's not just, I, I, you can have the best idea in the world. And if you're not creating awareness about it, if you're not creating it and talking in that person's language, it's not going to happen. You're, it doesn't happen. And I've seen this in my career. I worked in corporate America, right? And so I worked in corporate America for a long time in many different roles in HR and in leadership roles. And I had ideas, but I, I would find these barriers. And I'm like, why do I keep running into these barriers? And so I started realizing that I wasn't influencing. I was presenting, but yes. I wasn't influencing. And how do we influence, right? And so that really, that second part of that book is, hey, I talk about products in there. I talk about services in there, but it's really how do we get our ideas across? How do we sell? How do we influence other people? Yeah. You know, as an HR director uh, over the years, I've had, um, I have usually department heads, they want to come up with some kind of idea. It's a bad idea. It's a crazy idea. But uh, HR has the reputation of being the department of no and no. And so I didn't want to be that person that obviously that says no to everything. So what I started doing, John, was I said, okay, let's take a look at your idea. And to do that, this, this, and this would have to happen. And this, this, and you would need to do this, this, and this. And eventually they come back and they're like, that's not a good idea, is it? And I'd say, no. And it was a it was my way of influencing, and I did that before I even talked to you or met, uh, uh, read your book. But now that I've read it and talked to you, I can think of other ways to to influence. Yeah, and it's very interesting because you're kind of taking that you're you're turning it around, right? You're on that other side, right? And so if I'm presenting to Chuck, and you're you're saying, well, you need to do these things. The first time I'm gonna be like, oh, okay, I got to do these things, and then before I come in with my second idea, I'm like, he's gonna ask for these things. Right. And so now I'm going to be like, hey, Chuck's going to ask for them. I need to set it up. I need to be up there because Chuck's very detailed. He wants that. He wants to get in there. Where some other people in, in, in the HR world may be like, I'm a big picture person. Paint me the picture. Make me believe that this could happen. I don't care about the details. Right. And knowing that and understanding that becomes such an important part of how do we influence other people? Yeah. So it's knowing your audience. 
uh, knowing who you're presenting to. And I love that rather than getting up and presenting, like lecturing, you're involving someone and you're, um, I guess, you know, like in having creating that emotional connection, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's that emotional connection. It's also showing them, right? It's not telling, it's showing. Um, and I think one of the things, so I worked at QVC for a long time. Um, and one of the things we talked about so often at QVC was how do we demonstrate this product for that user that's watching us, right? And so the difference between QVC and a Walmart or QVC and a Target, when you're in a Target store, you're walking in there going, oh, that's beautiful packaging. That's great. When you're at QVC, we open that package and we show you how this is how you're going to use it. This is going to do it. And there's a really important rule that I have in my book that I learned at QVC is the ability to say no to your customers, your people that you're trying to influence, because sometimes that product, your product is not the right fit for them. And what that does, if I say, you know what, Chuck, you know, we've been working together for a long time and this would be a great management thing. And this is what we do. And this is how we do it. And I talk to you and I'm like, you know what, this isn't the right product for him. And I say to you, Chuck, look, you know, the more I think about that, this product's not going to work for you or the service is not going to work for you. Let me refer you to this person. Chuck's going to walk away and go, gosh, he was really honest with me. And he's going to be, <laughs> thank you. He's going to be like, okay, well now if he has somebody else that he knows, he's going to refer him to me. Hey, go talk to John. And I'll tell you whether it's the right product or not. Right. And so that ability to say no to the wrong customer is key to building that trust and reliability in your community, in your influence. Wow, this is great stuff. This is, uh, it's it's mind-blowing. It's it's uh, mind-opening. And I, I absolutely love it. So what house have I missed in our conversation today? Is there anything else you well, wanted to share or get across to the viewers today? I, I think the one thing I want to kind of go back to, to your original question is like, why did you write this book on selling? Why did you, John Tallheimer, CEO of True Star Leadership, HR professional, management consultant, write a book on selling? That doesn't seem like the right book, but it is because every one of us has to influence. And I was trying to say, okay, wait a minute. I know that I am probably not the best seller out there. And I really want to understand what selling and influence is. And my take on is it's about influence. And we all have to influence other people, right? Everybody influences other people in our lives. And understanding how do we do that well is going to be the difference between getting that promotion, not getting that promotion, getting that new job, right? For interviewing for a new job, you're influencing that person to get you there, right? And so understanding all those and how do you do that? How do you bring that across um, is really important. The last thing I will say is my favorite act of influence is asking questions. When you ask a question, you're setting the context for the conversation, right? And so a Chuck, as the interviewer, right? He's asking these questions to set the context of the question. Now, I could ignore them, right? I could be like, well, that's great, Chuck. Let's talk about this over here. But in most cases, people go along with you. They're following you, right? And so asking the right question is so key to influencing other people and to get them into that place. So I think that is something, if you walk away and think about, okay, what do I need to do? How do I help influence people. The first step for me is asking those questions so you can understand, you can be curious about it. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Good.
Yeah. There's timeless <laughs> advice. So, yeah. John, um, I'm going to have in the show notes uh, uh, how to get hold of your book. And But why don't you tell us, uh, how could people get hold of you? What other things could you do? I mean, your book is is great. But what if we want you? What if we want more? Tell us more about what you offer, what you can do for our listeners and viewers. Yeah. And so I, I love my book. I love it. It's a pet project. I really love it. I love the influence it has on people. I talk to people after they read it. Uh, I have a alumni friend. I went to a high school. To, we went to high school together. And we were, you know, catching up. It's, you know, been a while. We were having a reunion. So I was catching up and I told him I wrote this book. And he's like a sales professional, high level sales professional. And he goes, I'm going to read it. And I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> right? a little nervous, like, uh oh, what's he going to think about it? And he calls me up and he goes, oh my gosh, John, this is perfect. This is great. This is a great book. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm passionate about it. It's one of the things, but really my focus is, and really my focus for this year, 2022 is I want to listen to managers. I want to understand what it's like to be a manager this year, next year. What is it going to be like? I'm working on another project called the Influential Manager. Um, and so I'm taking everything I learned as a manager, all my degrees and all that stuff, and I'm trying to put it in a book. And it's like, how do we influence? Right? See the, see the theme there? How do we influence as managers? Because managers are the key, right? And so in the middle of our organizations are these middle tier managers. And they're the key to our company being successful or not, because they're dictating from here's the vision down into uh, the floor. Here's the actions that we need to take. And so I really want to kind of connect with them. So I do workshops for managers. I do training for managers. I work with employees to listen to them, to help them. So it's really that passion about how do we take our managers and bring them to that next level? How do we teach them to influence? How do we get them to that place? Yeah, this is great stuff. Folks, I'll have that information in the show notes below, as well as a link to John's previous interview from, from uh, earlier last year. John, it's been exciting to have you on the show. I appreciate you being here. Folks, the book is called The Truth About Selling. John, let's see that book. Oh, geez. Things falling out of it. Find it on Kindle. Where else can we find it, John? Um, iTunes, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, pretty much any of the electronic books that's out there. If you want a hard copy, go to Amazon. Amazon has the hard copy, um, but you can get it on iTunes. You can get it on Kindle. You can get it on Barnes and Noble, uh, the Nook. So all those you can get it there. It's out there for everyone to get. Um, have not converted it yet into a audio book, which Chuck keeps pestering me about to do. So we'll get on that this summer. Yep. So. Small investment for big payoff. John yeah. Talheimer, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me today, Chuck.